Have you ever seen a position that was advertised that you thought, wow, that would be awesome, but I'm not qualified, that's out of my league, I just don't have the experience. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, my name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman, today we are on page 42 of Tractate Subas. And we learn that nobody has the experience until they actually do the job. Even Moshe, before he took the Jewish people out of Egypt, he had no experience. When you're on the job, the Almighty gives you what you need to be able to fulfill the task. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with the story. A young man once approached Rabbi Yeshua and asked, Is the evening prayer optional or obligatory? Optional, he replied. He then asked Rabbi Gamliel the same question. Rabbi Gamliel replied, obligatory. To which the young man responded, but Rabbi Yeshua said it was optional. Really, said Rabbi Gamliel? Let's wait till the experts arrive at the academy today. When the rabbis entered, at the bidding of Rabbi Gamliel, the question stood before everyone present and again asked, is the evening prayer optional or obligatory? Rabbi Gamliel said to him, obligatory, of course. Is there any person who disputes this matter? Certainly not, replied Rabbi Yeshua. But they tell me in your name that you ruled otherwise, Rabbi Gamaliel responded. I hereby adjure you to stand up and may all testify against you. Said Rabbi Yeshua, if I was alive and the young man was dead, the living can contradict the dead, and I could deny issuing that ruling. Now that I'm alive and he is alive, how can the living contradict the living? I have no choice but to admit that I said it. In the meantime, Rabbi Gamliel was sitting and lecturing, and Rabbi Yeshua all the while was standing on his feet because Rabbi Gamliel did not instruct him to sit. This continued for some time, until it aroused great resentment against Rabbi Gamliel, and all of the people assembled began murmuring, How long will Rabbi Gamliel continue afflicting him? Let us remove him from his position as chief rabbi. Who shall we appoint in his place? Let us appoint Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah. He is wise, wealthy, and a tenth-generation descendant of Ezra. They came and inquired, would the master consent to being the head of the yeshiva? He went and consulted with his wife. She said to him, perhaps they will remove you from office, just as they removed Rabbi Gamliel. He said to her, let a person use an expensive goblet one day and let it break tomorrow. She said to him, you have no white hair and it is inappropriate for one so young to head the sages. That day he was 18 years old. A miracle transpired for him and 18 rows of hair in his beard turned white. That explains that which we read in the Haggadah, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah said, I'm like one who is 70 years old. Let's look at today's Gemara. Rabbah said, this matter was difficult for Rabbah and Rav Yosef for 22 years without resolution until Rav Yosef sat at the head of the academy and resolved it. Says Rashi, those were the years of Rabbah's leadership. He then died and Rav Yosef was appointed to head the academy. Heaven helped him resolve the issue for the sake of his reputation. For Rabbah was sharp and was therefore called the mountain excavator, while Rav Yosef was well versed in the tradition as well as the Mishnah and Baraisa and consequently referred to as Sinai. Let's analyze the Gemara. Rabbah and Rav Yosef were friends and colleagues who learnt together in the Babylonian academy of Pumpadissa for many years. When the Rosh Hashiva Rav Yehuda died, there was much debate as to which of these two great scholars should replace him. On the one hand, Rabbah was known as a mountain excavator. He could get to the very depths of a legal matter to resolve it. On the other hand, Rav Yosef had an encyclopedic knowledge of the Oral Torah. Despite the conclusion of the sages that Sinai is better than mountain excavator, Rav Yosef was exceedingly humble and insisted that Rabbah be appointed head the academy. Only after his friend's passing would he accept the leadership. 
That day he was granted divine inspiration and was finally able to resolve the complex question they'd been debating for 22 years to no avail in order to demonstrate his greatness and worthiness to all. One of the curious readings of the Pesach Seder concerns our daily duty to recite the Shema. Rabbi Lazarus Nazaria says that he is like a man of 70, but never merited to come up with a scriptural source for the night Shema obligation until Ben Zoma expounded the verse, in order that you shall remember the day you left Egypt all the days of your life. The days refer to the days, all the days includes the nights. And the sages say that the days refer to this world and all the days comes to include the messianic era. Rashi comments that Ben Zerma presented this teaching to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah on the day he was appointed chief rabbi. Rabbi Lazar Fleckless explains why Rashi felt it necessary to tell us when Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah heard the teaching. Just as in Al Gemara, where Rav Yosef was able to consolidate his authority by demonstrating his brilliance on day one when he resolved a question that had been pending for 22 years, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah likewise consolidated his position immediately with this gift of erudition from Ben Zoma. As he presented this brilliant teaching in his inaugural address, heaven removed the doubts of anyone who might have opposed the appointment of the young scholar. We were placed on this earth to achieve greatness. We were placed here to lead. But to many, the thought of rising to the top can feel daunting, and the chance of success may appear to be an impossibility. What if I don't have all the answers? What if I don't know how to respond in a moment of crisis? The sheer magnitude of responsibility is something that we often just don't see within ourselves. It's absolutely normal to feel like that. Even our greatest leader, Moshe, spent the bulk of his initial discussion with the Almighty responding that he didn't have what it would take to be the leader of the Israelite nation. He lacked the experience. He lacked the oratory skills. He just wasn't cut out for the job and yet no greater leader than Moshe has ever arisen. What did he fail to appreciate when he was called upon by God? What he didn't take into account is that God wasn't asking Moshe the Midianite shepherd boy to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. He wasn't asking Moshe the Hebrew baby of Pharaoh's daughter to lead them. He wasn't even asking Moshe the son of Chief Rabbi Amram and Rebbe Yochevet. He was asking Moshe the greatest prophet and leader of our people to take us out of Egypt. Problem was, Moshe didn't yet know that he was our greatest prophet and leader. In order to merit the heavenly endowment of wisdom and acumen, he first needed to assume the position. Once he was through the door, he was provided with all the tools that he needed for the formidable task. The same was true of Rabbi Lazman Azariah. Until he was appointed chief rabbi, he may have been a wunderkind, an extraordinary young man with talent and maturity well beyond his years, but he wasn't the chief rabbi until he became the chief rabbi. When he was appointed to the top job, not only did Hashem grant him the wisdom that he needed, he also surrounded him with the right people. On his very first day on the job, Ben Zoma shared a teaching with him that would forever make him a household name. Likewise, as brilliant as Rev Yosef was, it wasn't until he ascended to his position at the helm of Pumpadissa that he was endowed with the inspiration to resolve the numerous long-standing controversies that he resolved. If you're holding back from rising to the top because you don't think you've got what it takes, guess what? You're exactly right. Right now, you don't have what it takes. But if heaven has given you an opportunity to be promoted, heaven will provide you with what you need to succeed. The right ideas, the right people, the right frame of mind, the wisdom, the patience, the strength, the energy, the creativity. You don't have those powers now because you don't need them right now. But rest assured, when you need them, the Almighty will open his heavenly treasure chest and bestow those qualities upon you. It's also important to be aware of this idea if you're responsible for filling a position. 
Sometimes you look for talent and it seems there's nobody out there with the skills and experience to take on the role. But very often the only reason nobody has the experience is that nobody has had the experience. Appoint them to the position and then watch them grow into it and blossom. If the Almighty has appointed you, He will not be disappointed. He will be there with you every step of the way and present you with all the people and tools you need to succeed. May you forever rise to the challenge of greatness. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.